If you are ready to live grounded in a deeper sense of life's purpose, meaning, and direction, then you are in the right place. Welcome to Transform Your Life, a Unificationist podcast brought to you from our studio in Westchester County, New York, 15 miles north of New York City. We share insights and talk with knowledgeable guests on how to cultivate positive mental health and emotional well-being in the midst of cultural confusion and social unrest. And now, here are your hosts, Jack and Idris. Good evening, Dr. Kone. Hey, Jack. Good to see you again. Good to see you, too. I know the week has passed by already. It goes by so quick, doesn't it? uh, It does. It does. But we are here. We are uh, here. and Yep, and we have, uh, I think, a... All of our topics are provocative and they're timely, but I think particularly mm-hmm. tonight, our topic is going to be discussing love in America, yeah. up your chances for success. Wow. Same so, topic, yeah. Yes. I mean, you and I are both married. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> I've been married a little bit longer than you have. Of course you did. <laughs> and I'm sure you and I, uh, from the t- moment we got married and even before, yeah. we certainly wanted to up our chances for success when we ended up with the partner that we had. Mm-hmm. As everybody does, I think, right? Of course. I mean, who wants to? No one wants to get married and then expecting to divorce three years later. It's just impossible. You know, it's, right. uh, it's not even in your consciousness when you're getting into it. Yeah. Correct. And uh, yes, that's very true. Well, you know, I did a little research in preparation for the program, so I'd like to frame our discussion a little bit because we talked a little bit during the week about what we wanted to talk about. Yeah. Um, So there's a a leading provider of marketing consumer data company called Stastis. And in 2019, they did an online survey. uh, They sent out 5,000 online surveys, and they got uh, 1,000 people to respond. Mm-hmm. They asked a question to them, do you believe in true love? Okay. And uh, the 1,021 respondents answered 94% yes. Mm-hmm. So people believe in true love. Mm-hmm. And they believe it's possible and they want it to be a part of their life. At the yeah. same time, uh, in the United States right now, mm-hmm. Uh, the average length of a first-time marriage is somewhere between eight and 10 years. Mm-hmm. And uh, the average age for a man mm-hmm. who goes through his first divorce in America is 32. And for women, it's 30. Yeah. And for those who remarry, the average length of a second marriage is around 10 years in the United States. Mm. It's also true that marriage and divorce rates have been declining since the 1990s. They kind of go hand in hand. If, mm-hmm. if not so many people are getting married, then, uh, then the correlation is less people are getting divorced because less people are getting married. Yeah. So right now in the U.S., there's 36 million singles living alone by themselves in the United States. So mm-hmm. that's, that's a lot of people. That's a lot. So we could probably say that many of those people are looking for love, that they believe in true love. And they probably want to have a, many of them probably want to have a partner they can spend the rest of their life with. Mm -hmm. Uh, So I think you would agree with that, right? 
Yeah, differently. Yeah. Yeah. Differently. yeah. Now, what's interesting, another interesting, uh, I think, important factor here to look at in terms of why people want to get married or if they don't believe in the legality of marriage, why they want to have a long-term partner and live with them. Mm-hmm. So <clears throat> other surveys have been done and they found that love is the top reason why people want to get married. Yeah. 88%. Yeah. 81% comes in right underneath that. And that's for making a lifelong commitment with a partner. Mm-hmm. And then for those 76% want to get married for companionship. Mm-hmm. They don't want to be lonely. They want a companion. Yeah. Almost 50% said they wanted to get married because they wanted to have children. Mm-hmm. And 30% got married because it was part of their religious tradition to do so mm-hmm. in, in a ceremony. Yeah. Around 30% get married for financial reasons. They want to have financial stability in their life. Yeah. And around 23% get married for legal rights and benefits yeah. that come with, with marriage. So I think these are all good things to sort of keep, keep in the background of our discussion tonight because we're, we're, we're going to be talking about uh, how we can have success in finding a long-term partner and developing the kind of relationship. So if everybody believes in true love and everybody, well, most people believe in true love and they want it and they would like to see it manifested in a relationship. Then we, we need to ask ourselves, Mm -hmm. what is love or what is true love? Because Mm -hmm. it seems like people understand what it is and they want to have it in their life, but it also seems when it comes to making relationships mm-hmm. with partners, it seems to be somewhat elusive and somewhat difficult to manage. Yeah. So let, let me ask you to, to start yeah. out. Mm-hmm. What, what is love? <laughs> what is Very true love? I mean, I mean, has anybody really been able to define it or explain it? So I want to mm-hmm. give you a shot. All right. <laughs> let's, let's try that. <laughs> I was listening to a rabbi once. Uh-huh. And, um, and he said, I'm probably you came across uh, this video. It's right there on internet. People can, uh, on YouTube, people can watch it. He said, many people, when they're talking about love with a partner, of course, they mean fish love. And he said, do you know what fish love is? And uh, we're like, explain it. And he said, fish love is, you say you love fish, right? Or if you want, you can take another animal for sure. You know, you love meat, whatever, or you love salad. So when you love a fish, what do you do? You take that fish, you cook that fish, and then you eat, right? And then you feel satisfied. Uh-huh. Okay. You see, um, a lot of time when people in relationship, when they say they love someone, they mean they love what that person that what kind of satisfaction that person is providing them is he call it fish love and that's not real love unfortunately because in the context of relationship it will not work but most people when they say i love you 
they mean I love the feeling that you're providing to me. You see, right? And um, so, and to back up that point, you know, Eric Fromm is a great, it's, you know, Eric Fromm is a psychologist, uh, 19th, you know, 19, 20th century psychologist. Mm -hmm. Once write a book and he titled it The Art of Loving. Right, yes, I read that book, yeah. Yeah, and he said in his book that love as a phenomenon which happened without our control, which means the intense feeling that we have, the passionate and obsessive, you know, feeling that we have when we get involved with another person that we call fall in love. Mm. He said, uh, or if you want romantic feeling, romantic relationship, it says not true love. It's just something that is happening. It's a phase that is actually helping us start a relationship, but it's not the relationship itself. And from actually goes on and said that this kind of feeling doesn't last long. It stay there. It comes and go. You know, just a few months, usually maximum two years for, you know, if it's two to three years maximum, and that feeling is gone. For some people, it's even seven months. So if you rely on that and take a lifetime decision, then um, reality is you might get divorced in two to three years or four years. Unfortunately, most people make decisions based on the way they feel at that moment about someone else. But I mean, romantic love Yes, yeah. is a relatively new phenomenon in, in the world, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. uh, it really started out in the West yeah. um, several hundred years ago. The mm -hmm. idea that when you felt strongly attracted to someone yeah. and romantically and fell head over heels for him or her, yeah. that this power of mm -hmm. this romantic feeling yeah was the power that generated the two people coming together. Mm -hmm. And that power could sustain them for the rest of their lives. And of, of course, you and I know that there are many couples who meet that way and stay together their whole life. They don't all get yeah. divorced when they're attracted romantically. I call it kind of like, I, define, I, I call it a cruel trick of nature. Yeah. The cruel trick of nature is that you become somewhat uh, with all these endorphins and drugs, chemicals going through your brain when you, yeah. when you see a beautiful man or woman or someone who you feel attracted to. Yeah. And this overwhelms you and it, it kind of tricks you into wanting to make a commitment to that person and yeah. wanting to be part of that person's life. But yeah. as you said, it may be that only lasts for a while. So in a way, it's kind of a cruel trick of nature, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, but the point, the, the point here is people, when they don't feel it anymore, they think it's over. They think like, oh, I don't love that person. But it, that's where true love begins. True okay, love so, begins when, okay, so. when romantic feeling is actually fading away, that's where true love begins. All right, well, then let me ask you. Yeah. What is your 
I'm not going to say definition. What is your understanding in your life mm-hmm. of the meaning true love? All right. First of all, I want to, before I say what true love is, okay. let me say what true love is not. All right. Okay. I think it will help us a lot understand what's going on. There is a part in our brain that is called the amygdala. Okay. Actually, the amygdala is responsible for actually um, help store memories of events and emotions so that an individual can recognize similar event in the future. Okay. So when actually somebody is going through romantic feeling, romantic love, actually the amygdala is activated. Yes. Right. So it's a biological thing going on here. Yeah. So that's why people are willing to take all kinds of risk at the cost of their lives sometimes. Right. Yeah. Isn't that true love? Yeah. No, we're not there yet. (laughs) (laughs) All right, go ahead. Because something is triggering that. Okay. Okay. And it's like you if it's like when you're under drug or alcohol, um, you know, there's there's something and you know, you know the correlation with that. When you under when you take drug, the amygdala is activated. Same. When you when you are drunk, the amygdala is activated. So basically, when you are when you fall in love, you are like somebody who's drunk <laughs> or somebody <laughs> somebody who's under substance. This is the this is the tricky thing about it. So it's gonna fade away sooner or later. Yeah, it's a cruel trick. Yeah. So what is happening here? What is now? This help us understand that when it goes away, something needs to start. Okay. And what is starting now is called through real love, or if you want true love. Mm-hmm, first mm-hmm. of all, first of all, people need to understand that real love is sacrificial. What does that mean? Sacrificial. Okay. You know the word sacrifice. I know some people don't like it, but mm-hmm. you know, sacrificial come from, you know, the word sacrifice come from the word, um, it's, it's, a, it's, it's actually mean, you know, um, to make something pure or holy. Okay. Okay. Let's say when, you know, in, in you know, traditional religion, when you want to sacrifice an animal, you know, one thing that is happening with that animal, you know, you actually, there is, there is something important. There is pain involved. Or sacrificing an animal. Okay? But in that process, painful process, something, what is gained out of this is holiness. Is purity. Okay? So, in a relationship too, when the whole, um, you know, as you say, relation of romantic feeling is over, you face somebody who has weaknesses and uh, immaturity, uh, past wound, that they actually bring that to the table. And now you, you also, because you also have some of your baggages that you bring in the table. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's why you both need to sacrifice, put on the, on the if you want... Um, on the table and then and then let it go. And that that process can be very very painful. 
Because the other person will become like a mirror for you. Okay? It become a mirror for you for all your unresolved issues since your childhood that you haven't dealt with well. You haven't processed, properly processed. Mm -hmm. will come out even stronger. Then the tricky thing is you have, you can put your finger in the, um, in the fire and say that it's about that person. But in mm -hmm. reality, it has more to do with you than the other person. So that's what needs to be sacrificed. You have sacrificed here when let go of your own problems so that you can actually appreciate also something good in the other person. And that process is painful, but it leads you to maturity or if you want holiness. And, and it takes a lot of investment, investment into the relationship. You don't, you don't, even if you don't feel it, you can still choose to invest. And you're not seeking an immediate gain when you're actually connecting with that person. And you know what? Caring and concern for the well-being of that person is your priority. So in conclusion, real love is unconditional. Okay. Yeah. So maybe, so it sounds like if I've, if I've heard you right, mm -hmm. the particularly, well, let's just stick to America now and modern day love relationships. Yeah. As, as I mentioned before, 88% of people were found to want to enter into a long-term relationship yeah. because of love. Yeah. So obviously, when they're first meeting one another, if they, if they fall romantically in love with each other, which is mm -hmm. what I think this statistic is referring to, yeah. uh, that's what brings them together that this is a this is like sort of a period of infatuation and mm -hmm. head over heels and the other the your partner can do no wrong they're the yeah. most beautiful being with in, with no imperfections and yeah. this kind of goes on for a while which brings the initial bond together yeah but this is this is not uh this is not all that true love encompasses. It, it encompasses more than that. That's kind of what I think you're saying here, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I'm, I'm, what I'm saying, there are two phases. You mm -hmm. know, the first phase is what, you know, the whole infatuation period is going mm -hmm. on. Mm -hmm. you, feel and you feel attracted to people for several reasons. Um, you know, sometimes, uh, I don't know if you're familiar uh, with, um, you know, pe what people refer to usually as um, it's, it's a psychological phenomenon that, it, phenomenon that is happening. It's called emotional transference. Yeah, I know about that principle, yeah. Yeah, emotional transference is people you were attached to in your childhood and then you somehow lost them in the course of your life. Uh, when you become an adult, you have a tendency to uh, transfer that or that kind of um, lack, you know, it create like a kind of, uh, you know, emotional need somewhere. Mm -hmm. and, and then when you see another person who has some kind of threat, some kind of crisis, then it trigger that part of you, that sub subconscious part of you. And then you feel automatically attracted to that person. And many, many men basically, um, you know, transfer their own mothers 
their sister who took care of them when they were they were kids, or maybe their their elementary school teacher. And uh, many women transferred their dad, their brother who took care of them, and uh, on mm. and their maybe elementary school teacher or best friend in elementary school teach in uh, school. So this phenomenon is happening, you know, and and statistics show that. Um, most people uh, actually are seeking somebody they lost in the past. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's, that's one of the major cause of, of, of infatuation and uh, if you want romantic feeling. So in other words, you might, you, might be, you might be being attracted to a given person for the wrong reason. Exactly. Of course. Exactly. And that's why it can become dramatic later, because mm-hmm. you end up sooner or later, you find out that it's not what you thought it was, you know? So, and then you start like, what did I get myself involved in? You know, it's not, you are not the person that I loved three years ago. You change. No, but it's never, it didn't change. You know? Well, let, yeah, let me, let me ask, let me ask you a question in relation to that as a phenomenon and, and we can explore it a little bit further. Yeah. We, we read on a fairly regular basis uh, testimonies of couples who've been married, whether it's three years, five years, 10 years, 16 years, 20 years, getting divorced. And many times I, I, I read mm-hmm. uh, these articles in which one of the partners says, well, yeah, we loved each other, but we found that we just grew apart. Yeah. So could you speak to that in relation to what you're talking about here? Yeah, I've, I think what is going on, um, you know, you come out living with somebody, you come to um, know a lot about that person. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and you don't just know the good point, but you also know the ugly part. And um, the, you know, their the weaknesses and the... Sometimes even people get into manipulations and, uh, mm-hmm. or, you know, the, the defensive, defensiveness, anger issue, uh, lying for whatever reason, uh, being very, um, you know, uh, I would say selfish in dealing with certain uh, uh, issues. So you discover the humanity of that person. And sometimes it can be pretty ugly. Okay. For sure. You know, you remember when we we're talking about human condition, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> so when you face that, you resent it. Okay? And the reason why you resent it is because it's part of you too. It's something about yourself that you're resenting. It's not, that's why the problem, people think that it's just about the other person. No. It's something that you are mirroring. Okay? And it's, it's part, it's something about, so now when you become aware that, you know what, this is also something about me that I have to process. So then it's, you shift the understanding of marriage from, you know, falling in love and have, being happy together to growth. Okay. Okay. So when you're growing, you're maturing, you will reach a point where you say you become more, you have the kind of life satisfaction where you accept the other person with their weaknesses and difficulties. Well, that's let me... Cool. That's maturity. Yeah. Okay. 
And the purpose of marriage, I say sometimes to some young people, let me conclude in that point. Sure, yeah. The primary purpose of marriage is not about happiness. It's mm -hmm. about growth. Now, when you commit to growth, you end up being happy when you mature. Well, that's, that's assuming that both partners are aware of that are both maturing yes i mean i suppose an exception to what you're what you're saying here is in cases where there's extreme physical abuse or psychological abuse oh, yeah yeah in, in those cases of course but uh, yeah i wanted to ask you a follow-up to that and yeah. that is um i don't think there's very many young people or maybe even seniors today who would say they would like to enter into a relationship with a partner with an expectation of possibly spending the re a long time with them or the rest of their lives if they didn't feel mm -hmm. physically attracted to them. Yeah. Yeah. So what, what do you, what do you, what, what role does chemistry and physical attraction play mm -hmm. in bringing two people together? Mm -hmm. And is it possible for, two people to enter into a committed marriage relationship without being in love? Yeah, I think so. It's possible. Um, How does that work? That, that seems so strange to the American mind, I would say. Yeah, I mean, for people who understand the real purpose of marriage, they will care less about something that is, uh, not doesn't last long and care more about something that lasts long. Because one thing that you are seeking into a, a partner, you are seeking some kind of uh, values that the person share with you. That's not, that's different than the feeling that you're having. You can even have different, completely different views about life and values that you stand for um, and feeling in love uh, with one another. Mm -hmm. So, and also you can actually see in that person some qualities, you know, people have spiritual qualities. They have a, you know, kindness and, uh, you know, they have like a, you know, gentle heart, you know, and uh, they know how to actually appreciate that, you know, they have some kind of immunities and all these things, somebody can have it and then you don't even fall in love with them. Okay. But some people might appreciate that. And you see like, you know what, in that time, you know, I, I think it happened more with people who probably failed twice or three times uh -huh. into mm -hmm. romantic feelings. And then they figured out, you know what? There's more than that. Mm -hmm. you know? So they start seeking something more than just the romantic feeling itself. So then when they discover those qualities into his person, then they will say, you know what? Even if I'm not feeling like that, but I appreciate those qualities in you. And they will make a decision out of that. Okay. Yeah. And, and also uh, <laughs> arranged marriages... Um, I know, you know, uh, we can talk about unification movement is very big about arranged marriages. Arrange, arranged marriages can work because uh, even statistics show that it worked better than romantic, you know, involvement in the beginning because people now learning to know each other, appreciate each other for other reasons. And then, uh, you know, and then they, some of them over maybe a few months in their life, they actually start Maybe they can fall in love, maybe not, but at least they can appreciate something good about the other person. 
Yeah. So, but I mean, you're right. You know, in case of abuse and violence and cheating involved, um, I think that's a different case. You know, mm -hmm. uh, that those are exceptional situations where people have to make decisions to separate. Maybe you know, maybe as we're talking, maybe uh, uh, one of our future episodes could be about this subject because I think the mm -hmm. idea of arranged marriages, at least in in America, are considered bizarre. Yeah. And and most of what uh, Americans hear about arranged marriages come from horror stories in other parts of the world mm -hmm. that have been involved with arranged marriages for thousands of years, where the, the the girl gets you know she's she's paid to get married from the time she's six years old and yeah. she's thirteen or fourteen she has to go live with somebody who might be ten years older than her, and that's the arranged marriage, and that's what they hear about and they think oh my god, how could you ever how could you ever enter in? Maybe we can do a, an episode about uh, arranged marriages mm -hmm. in, 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 and compare and contrast what's similar and different about them with this, as we talked about in the beginning of the show, this idea of romantic love. Yeah. It might be good, it might be good to have an episode just discussing exactly. that. Exactly. Yeah, and you know what? Researchers you know, in neuroscience mm have -hmm. even studied people who have just fallen in love mm -hmm. and those who are in a long-term relationship. Mm -hmm. You know, and one observation showed that the pattern of blood levels, you know, even blood, <laughs> blood level change is changing over time. Mm -hmm. You know, and the MRE, like the magnetic resonant imaging, right. imaging, yeah, yeah, studies of the brain mm -hmm. you know, support the, like the result that sh like it showed that there are different activities showing activity in separate brain, you know, area during those two phases, like the phases people are in love and the phases people are committed to a long-term relationship. Mm -hmm. That means something is happening biologically, mm -hmm. you know? And um, so the phase where people fall in love is actually end around two, maximum three years. Mm -hmm. Sometimes some people go a little bit over, but it's just the natural way to restart the relationship. It's not evil, of course, you know? It's not a bad thing. It's not evil. I don't want right. to put a judgment on it. Yeah. You know, I think it's just a way for nature to tell us, start something, but don't rely on it. That's why we should encourage people to wait longer before, you know, start having kids and getting married and all these things. If yes. they feel like they cannot control that romantic feeling, you know, and people make this long-term decision on that, they will end up being disappointed. Um, and the, and the, there is a peak in relationship breakdown. If you look at statistics, there is a peak in relationship breakdown between uh, one year to four. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So that's, that's a reality that people need to be aware of in America. And I understand a lot of young people are thinking like, you know what, there's nothing more than that. But there is. There is definitely something more than that. Well, let, let's let's tap into your own cultural experience. You're from the Ivory Coast. Yeah. You grew up in a small village. Yeah. By the time you were a teenager or a young adult, yeah. what was your understanding culturally as to why people were getting married? Yeah, I mean, basically, you know, I grew up in a uh, polygamous family. My, my father was Muslim. Mm-hmm. And, and uh, it's actually culturally accepted in Islam for a man to marry more than one. Mm -hmm. And he has four wives, you know. And, and, um, and in, you know, growing up, basically, you know, in the African culture, I mean, my, my experience, mm -hmm. 
Um, young men are taken care of by their father or their uncle. And girls are taken care of by their, by their mothers or aunts. Mm. So in that process, the, it's your father or your uncle who teach you what it means to be a man. Mm. And being a man, that means, <laughs> you know, when you, <laughs> when you get married, you know, you have to be a man. And what is what that involves is you have to take full responsibility to take care of the person you're getting married with. Mm-hmm. Because, I mean, reality in African society, women um, in general, uh, you know, not in the situation where they can take it. It's not like in America where women are independent. Mm-hmm. You know, women are dependent in, uh, in economically, uh, social economically, um, in many ways. It's changing though, right? Yeah, I'm sorry? It's changing. It's, it's changing in cities, mm-hmm. changing, mm-hmm. but in villages it's still uh, mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm. So men have to take responsibility. So what, how you are educated is like, okay, you become a man when you start taking responsibility to take care of a woman. You see? So now regarding women, women understand that they have to get into a relationship. It's not, it has nothing to do with romantics. We ne- in African culture, it's, it's, we, never, we don't know what romantic is, is all about. It's now with the new generation, with mm-hmm. uh, um, you know, internet, and you know, the world is becoming a, a small village. So you know, everything is being taught from wherever. So mm-hmm. now all young people are getting into that. But in the past it was not part of African consciousness. Okay. You're growing up as a girl. When you were 18, your mom taught you already what it means to be a woman in the, in the family. Mm-hmm. So you are giving into marriage. It's arranged marriage, mm-hmm. you know, and, and then you want to, it's, it's two tribes or two families get coming together basically. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's, you know, so it's not just two individuals getting married for their own. No. No, there's no kind of it doesn't exist to individual getting no because it's your uncle or your mom or your father mm-hmm. who talk to the other family and say, You mm-hmm. know what? I see some quality in this girl, I want her for my son. Mm-hmm. You know, or uh, we have seen that your, your son is brave and you know, courageous and right. responsible, so we want, we want to give our daughter to him. Mm-hmm. You know, that's the that's how that's that's actually the 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 the, the mindset about marriage. It shows it, it, that's that testimony shows the uh, the difference in culture and the influence that culture has on individuals and how they perceive that's, these things yeah. and their attitudes about it. Well, I you know I would like to uh, carry further with this. Uh, we've we've talked about romantic love. I call it a a cruel trick of nature the first two or three years of infatuation yeah. and falling head over heels and, and being attracted, the chemical reactions, and, oh, my God, I want to be with this person forever. I mean, for yeah. crying out loud, when I was 16 years old, I, that happened to me with a girl. And I swear to God, but it, uh, no, not 16, 17, mm-hmm. 17 and 18. And by the time I graduated high school, I swear to God, I thought that this woman was supposed to be my wife. Yeah. And I thought I was in love with her yes. and <laughs> that she was in love with me. Uh-huh. By the way, we, we did not get married. 
But you couldn't have convinced me otherwise. I was totally out of my mind. That's right. This is so. Uh, you mentioned that tr- real love or true love or real love begins to blossom and mature. Yeah. As you take responsibility mm-hmm. fully, and as you go through difficulties and pain that will be experienced. But I want to ask you. Yeah. Why, why do you human beings have to go through that? What, yeah. what, what's, what, what is the, what's the purpose of it all? Okay. Well, nobody wants to live a life of pain and suffering and, and conflict. So is there some overall driving force to all this? Why do people even want to get married? What, what's yeah. going on? Okay. So basically, I mean, this is a philosophical uh, question for uh, on the, if you look at it deeply. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there's a Hindu um, uh, proverb that said um, that, you know, love, you know, the, a, a great man has two hearts. One bleeds and the other endure, endures. So uh, I'm thinking about it and I'm like, you know, the point here, people tend to confuse love and marriage. Mm-hmm. Okay. You know, <laughs> marriage, <laughs> you know, that's, it's very important. People need to understand that marriage is actually a project. It's a social project. I'm laughing because there's a very right. famous song that yeah. children sing when they're growing up in America, it's called love and marriage. And it goes, love and marriage, love and marriage, go together like a horse and carriage, anytime or weather, love and marriage go together. You're saying no? No. Okay. Because um, you can actually fall in love with somebody without marrying that person necessarily. You were talking about your case, you know? Mm-hmm. Or you can actually uh, marry somebody you didn't fall in love with, and your marriage worked well. You know, of course, I'm talk- I'm differentiating here real love and true love, or real love and and and, and the whole romantic love. So people need to actually differentiate that. So when you're getting married with someone, you have to understand that it's about growing, it's about maturing, it's about becoming somebody who can be responsible and raise children and help them grow in an environment where they feel like protected, appreciated, and, uh, and guided. Well, what about, what about the notion that, uh, which has become, uh, well, it was, it was definitely popular in the late 90s and into the 2000s, that we're all responsible and destined to find our soulmate, to find the person who, who can most understand us, Mm-hmm. and most support us on our spiritual journey in this life. Okay. What about that? What about that? It's, it's true that people, you know, you, will, you might find somebody who, you know, we all have different characters. And mm-hmm. there's one aspect, we were talking about nature, uh, nurture, right. you know, choice in, you know, last time, but... Mm-hmm. In terms of nature, we don't. We all have some kind of uniqueness, you know, some kind of character 
that naturally will match with another person's character. That's true. You know, I'm not denying that fact. Uh-huh. Um, so that's real. Mm-hmm. But um, that's, it doesn't mean that there's only one person there like that. Come on. I mean, if it was like that, if that person died and you were doomed to, <laughs> to hell for the rest of your life, <laughs> I think there are many people who can actually, if you want to call it soulmate, fine. Uh, that just means that your, your energy connects somehow, mm-hmm. uh, which is true. That's not something we can actually uh, reject. And there are people you don't necessarily, it doesn't necessarily work uh, in terms of the way your character uh, worked in, in, in together. Mm-hmm. So, for example, some people um, might, when they, when they um, you know, they're outgoing, some people are very outgoing, you know, and very energetic, and some people are calm, naturally calm and reserved. So, you know, you know there's two different ways of being. So, and also in terms of uh, relationship, in terms of marriage, if you decide to get married to somebody, um, in u- usually your opposite, you know, somebody who's outgoing and somebody who's probably uh, more reserved will do better together than both having the same way of doing things, you know. So that's, that's another, another reality in terms of soulmate. Uh, but I, I don't believe in the, in the idea that there is only one person that the universe created for you. So when you come on earth, your whole life is to be seeking that person. And if you don't find them, then you are the most uh, unhappiest person in the world. It's, it's false teaching. Um, and uh, <laughs> don't, 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 it's not true. You know, there are so many people you can get along with in this world. Even if they're not from your religion or your culture or your race, they will have a character that match well with your own character and you can have a beautiful marriage life together okay so now uh you mentioned earlier about why people why is what is so hard what why do we even have to do that um i think one 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 thing that we have to remember is emotional absent parent will actually raise children with uh what we call usually uh father wound mm-hmm. or mother wound mm-hmm. So when they're getting married, they're looking for a father or a mother. They're not looking for a partner. They're looking for what their father couldn't emotionally give them. Okay? So that's, and sometimes the people are not aware of it. So that's why they're getting the marriage, and then they're expecting their partner to fill that gap in them. I wanted to uh, just touch upon one thing you brought up a little bit earlier. Yeah. About uh, father wound and mother wound. Yeah. Um, and the unification view recognizes that there's like, there's at least four, le- there's many different levels of love, but there's four primary levels of love that every human being ought to experience in their life if they want to become whole and mature. And I yeah. think we talked a little bit about it, like the role that parents play in a child's life as it's growing, those formative years. Yeah. And also... Uh, that children need to, uh, as they grow their love from a child, then they become conscious of other relationships. Usually in a family, it's with their brothers and sisters. Yeah. And if they're, a sing- if they're an only child, it's, it's a relationship they have with other parents, children and friends in school or neighbors. 
this is another experience of love. Uh, and this is where children begin to learn about the feelings of others and the needs of others, yeah. aside from just their own when they're, when they're little children. Yeah. And then there's the love we're talking about. We, we, you distinguished earlier what is romantic love and what is real yeah. love. That love mm -hmm. is experienced in the relationship that people have when they get married. It's a whole nother level of love. It's a progressive level mm -hmm. of stepped up love yeah. that, that is based on life experience and, and maturity. Mm -hmm. And then after that is really a, a, another level of love is parental love where when, through the marriage process, a, yeah. a husband and wife actually had the experience of giving birth to a child. Yeah. And then being responsible for raising that child. Exactly. This is a whole nother level of love. And, and, and Unification View says that these levels of love are, are what we're on earth to master in our life. Exactly. So that we can experience the, 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 different, the dimensions love, yeah. different dimensions of love. Mm -hmm. so, yeah. this, the, so, it, so if we don't, if we're not able to experience those different levels of love at the time period that yeah. we were growing, Mm -hmm. then when we become an adult and we want to enter into a conjugal relationship, and then when we're in a conjugal relationship, if we want to enter into becoming a parent, yeah. if we haven't really been able to master these levels of love to a level in which we can be at least consciously aware of what really is involved in it and being aware that, we may be missing something that we need to work on. Yeah. Then this is where I think the relationships be, become very difficult and exactly. seem impossible to really have that experience that both partners wanted when they first started. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's true. I mean, people have to be very careful um, because sometimes we don't think much about it until we're getting into a relationship. Mm -hmm. um, but, you know, the formative stage of love, I mean, this is a child need to receive unconditional love from his parent. You know, how do you teach a, a child? What do you, how do you teach love to a child? You just love them. Right. You know, there's no concept. There is no, it's not, you don't take them and put them on a table and, uh, they, and take a, um, <laughs> a, you know, a blackboard and a whiteboard if you want, and then try to start teaching, you know, love is right. No, you just love them. And then they understand what it means so they can replicate. And yes. then when they're growing, uh, growth stage, you know, where children start actually, um, you know, actually replicate that same love to their siblings. And that's what actually grow later to, to, to a couple relationship, to marriage right. relationship. So, um, uh, yeah, I think the, uh, in talking about this, the, uh, the, 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 the notion that you could like say, go online or, meet someone at a social gathering yeah, and you could uh, experience that romantic level of love mm -hmm. and, and to enter into that relationship with this sort of infatuation and an overwhelming feeling yeah. that's being generated through your brain and your whole body yeah. that this person is the person you belong with the rest of your life. And because you feel that way, that everything is going to just work out. Mm -hmm. when, when we understand that if, if that individual or both have gone through their whole life up to that point and they haven't really experienced 
experientially these levels of love and learn from them to think that they could just get into this relationship and it's just all going to work out is is really a great deception, isn't it? Yeah, it's an illusion to even think that romantic love is going to take you that far. It's a big illusion. That's why most people are disappointed because they want to that they, they want to <laughs> in the term they use we want this fire to keep burning it's not going to people just have to get out of that mindset we need to teach that to most young people that is not going to last long so get out of your minds get out of that mindset that this is what's going to go on for the rest of my life you know, yeah. it's going to end. And when it ends, you have to learn to grow now. You have to learn to sacrifice. You have to learn to pay price. You have to learn to be humble, to be, to be more sacrificial, to be more unconditional, to be more fair and inclusive in, in your relationship with other person. And that when you're doing that, you are growing and maturing. And that's where your happiness lies. So, you know, if, if, you don't, if we don't teach that to, to people, to young people, they will fool themselves into some kind of, um, you know, deception, unfortunately. Yeah. Yep. Well, yeah, very good. Uh, the clock is upon us, Dr. Kone. We're yep. going to uh, have to end our conversation for this evening. Yeah. Uh, I'd like to, I, I believe in your personal development course, you, you have, a, you have a, a module there that talks specifically about, could you just mention that real quick for our listeners? Yeah, um, I, have, real- I, have a, I have four, uh, actually um, eight sessions, and one of the sessions into the personal development teaching program that I have, there's one session that focuses on love. And, and we go really deep, mm-hmm. really deep to understand what actually is happening when you, are, you fall in love and what happened when it's over. Right. And what should you do? <laughs> yeah, very good. And uh, I also yeah. like the listeners to know that uh, I have a book also. It's, uh, it's being transferred now from print over to Kindle, so it's not quite ready for Kindle yet. And that, that book deals with uh, what I articulate as seven key long-lasting relationship factors for long-lasting success in a relationship. So we'll post some of this material in the archives for this episode. That's going to be all for tonight, Dr. Kone. I want to thank our listeners for tuning in tonight, and we look forward to seeing you again. If you enjoyed the show, be sure to subscribe so you can be notified about any upcoming episodes. And please take a moment to leave a positive review on iTunes or wherever you're listening and share it with your friends. Be sure to check out the archive section on our website, transformyourlifepodcast.com, for previous podcasts. And check us out on Facebook and Twitter too, at Transform Your Life Podcast. Join us next time for another edition of Transform Your Life, a Unificationist Podcast. This has been a PR Web Design production. Thanks so much for listening.